Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest has used her 12 years of struggle with gambling addiction, which almost took her life to educate, inspire, and create change in the areas of advocacy and gambling reform and founding the whole project. She has recently been featured on TEDx and has been featured on TV shows such as the Today Show, ABC, CNN, and is a World Kindness Australia Goodwill Ambassador, Kate Seselja. It's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm so well. Thank you, Miro, for having me. And for everybody, uh, everybody tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, or on the podcast, uh, whether you know Apple, Google, we support all. If you want to follow along and and see more of Kate Seselja and see more of her story and uh, put a put a face to the name, check out thehopeprojectnow.com, or you could check out on Facebook uh, at thehopeprojectnow, and uh, you could definitely. You know, let's find Kate Sasoja right there as uh, as the founder. Um, is there any other any other links that you prefer, or are those the main kind of two where people could can find? Yeah, you and the dot hope dot project on Instagram is the other. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, Kate, quite a quite a story you have there, and that's not even getting into all of it. You know, you are a, a, a mum of six, right? As you say in Australia. <laughs> A mom, yes. uh, that's that's a part of it, and and now running the whole project. And uh, tell us, can you can you tell us a little bit more about this spiral, and you know that that you've kind of went down, and what it took to get back up over here, and kind of take control of your life? Just a quick little little recap. Absolutely. So, I began gambling like most people do they go into a venue thinking they're going there for like a social um thing because here in australia we have slot machines in clubs and pubs and Mm -hmm, nightclubs mm -hmm. um so they're just kind of everywhere and i sat down with my boyfriend and won kind of straight away and thought wow that was easy you know like so you won right away, uh, right in the beginning? Right away. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, being 18 at the time, I had no idea about how they've been intentionally designed to, you know, mentally manipulate you and mm-hmm. um, the way brain addiction works. And so, you know, I, I just struggled with it, you know, hijacking my mind for the next, you know, decade and a half until 32, um, I was done. You know, I tried several times to try and quit and get different kinds of help and nothing had kind of worked Mm -hmm. because everything had been focused on stopping the behaviour. It wasn't, you know, I just wasn't given any answers about what was going on inside of me, you know, biologically. 
speaking and also um, understanding the intentional design of the machine. Mm-hmm. So if you are missing these gaps of information, then you're left with I am the problem. And so shame, self-loathing, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, is very, very powerful in, in that space. So that's the area, I guess, that I work now in trying to correct that the gaps in information um, and helping people to recognise when their well-being is being damaged by a person, a product or an environment and how to restore that, how to restore their wholeness. So essentially, you're like being here in America, the American way, I would say, is always just kind of throw pills at the problem, right? Is that kind of the way, like patch it, you see the problem, throw ways just to try to fix it, but not actually get to the source, right? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. There's so many um, Band-Aid solutions Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of shaming of the the people, you know, um, saying, well, you you should gamble responsibly. Um, or you're a problem gambler. Mm-hmm. So these terms have been used by the industry to make it the individual's problem so that people don't look at the industry that's causing the problems. And the whole project now, uh, well, the whole project in general, what is it striving to do different? That What's the biggest mission? Well, I really um, have changed the vernacular that I use when speaking to people who have struggled with addiction and help them to see where their well-being has been damaged and how to restore it. So, you know, I don't focus on whatever it is that they're struggling with. I look, you know, to to help the individual be empowered to Mm -hmm. recognise their own mind, body and that connection. So... For me, um, really challenging the way people view themselves um, when they're in that space and helping family members around that person um, properly understand what's going on uh, because when when there's been a struggle in a family, you know, often there's a lot of pain associated with that. And so when we're operating mm-hmm. from a, a pain place, we're not in our um, conscious brain. We're in our um, emotional, you know, driven brain. Mm-hmm. And that is a dangerous place because even though we think that we're acting with good intentions, we can, you know, really be operating out of our own pain instead of seeing um, and having the proper compassion for a person, you know, in the grip of addiction. And did you did you know this is what you were going to do? Like, for example, were you working a nine-to-five prior? Did you know that, like, here I am 12 years later after, you know, after this whole, you know, the, the beginning of this, did you know you were just going to start something up and, you know, run with it? Did you have any idea? I didn't at the time. I had no clue, you mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, I spent – I, I had jobs during the period that I struggled with this addiction and um, I kept thinking, you know, if anybody finds out this about me, you know, I, I'll kill myself. I, I, I was just so afraid of people knowing that I'd struggled, you know, I'd got to that place. And 
so in contrast to that, mm-hmm. um, when I, you know, reconnected back to myself and restored my self-esteem mm-hmm. and was practicing self-care and really growing in self-awareness every day, I realized um, that I wasn't alone and that there weren't people talking about this in a constructive way. It was only ever um, shame-fueled, fear-driven conversations um, rather than actually constructive ways of seeing the person in their pain and helping them find constructive pathways out of it. And, and, and um, so, so it kind of grew. I first trained to be a recovery facilitator. And I'd be sitting there on a Monday night thinking, waiting for people to walk through the door, and I thought, no, this is crazy. I'm already waiting for people to have imploded their life. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I thought I, I want to be more proactive. In, in that. So then I started speaking publicly yeah, about at it. At this point, you're waiting for something that's already going to happen, right? And it happened. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. I, you're already waiting for them to identify mm-hmm. the problem rather than speak into it in the early stages or before it even happens, you know, and, and talk and educate um, so that people can recognize the early signs that their body needs more. And, um, you know, you yourself recognized you needed more and you may not have gone down the path of addiction, but it, it, it can look like mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. It can look like violence. It can look like, um, you know, just a number of things that it, it speaks into the pain that we feel as a society of not actually being taught how to be a sustainable human being. Yeah, and it's, just, and it's taboo, right? I mean, it's not something you want yeah. to just talk about with anybody. You're not just going to go out there and put yourself out there in front of everybody, right? Like, oh, I got these issues. What yes. What can I do? Yeah. But if people don't bridge that gap and mm-hmm. make space for it to be okay to be a human being, exactly. then people stay trapped in their isolation and – that's why our, you know, mental health, addiction, suicide rates are so high mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. people fundamentally feel alone and disconnected and absolutely without answers as to why. Can you take us through a through a day, um, you know, in the life, I guess, a few years back mm-hmm. while you said you were trying to hide this while being at work? Can you kind of take mm-hmm. us through a day? Yeah, you know, I'd wake up basically in a sweat feeling that fear of how am I going to pay my bills today? Um, what I've just worked, you know, a, a whole nother week and now there's no money. Um, constantly mentally hijacked by thinking about a win or mm-hmm. absolutely gripped in fear of, you know, regret of the loss. Um, feeling angry that I was, you know, I felt that I was profoundly broken and I didn't 
I didn't know why my mind would kept betraying me and yeah kind of putting my hand up numerous times and asking for help and being met with well why don't you just stop yeah. or um you know don't you know if you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different answer you, right. you're insane and it's like <laughs> oh great so now I'm insane thanks um or or you know don't you have a family, you know? Oh, okay, great. So there's more more guilt and shame on top of that. Do you think if I thought I knew how to stop this, I wouldn't have done it already, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, absolutely just either white-knuckling it or um, or just in, in the floating between the group of fear and anxiety or um, – low, low depression. And this probably puts you in a position where you didn't go out, out of your way to do other things, right? You weren't like thinking outside of the box. Oh, you were just working, right? It was just every single day was blending into the next day, I would think, right? Yeah. I think, definitely. <clears throat> excuse me, this could relate to a lot of people right now, a lot of listeners that, that are listening, whether or not they are struggling with, you know, we're all kind of addicted to something, right? At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So whether or not, gambling is your addiction or it's totally something else. If you're sitting there in your, in your cubicle, you're sitting there at work and you're, you're going in every single day and every day is blending into the next day. You're just doing the bare minimum to get by and going home and watching TV and then same thing over and over. I mean, isn't that in itself also an addiction, right? Absolutely. <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. I mean, that's where I was. That's where I was. You know, I, I had, obviously I'm not perfect either. I, I had other things, you know, that I was, you know, we all have our own poison and, mm. and it was getting out of that. It was stepping out of that day to day, that realm, which was the hardest thing, the hardest thing. And how did you step out of that? Like how, what made you just break through it and do what you're doing now? You're doing so many amazing things now. How did you get there? Um, it was really just finding that, that voice within me and, you know, at first it was such a a struggle because I, I really I didn't think I was worthy enough to speak into that space. I mm -hmm. thought it was mm -hmm. the domain of professionals, you know, and and I thought, who am I to really um, speak into this space? And I, I went along as as an observer to the first addiction conference. Um, I just was curious to know about what the latest stuff was being talked about and who are the professionals in space. And I remember sitting there thinking, holy crap, if this is the level of thinking that's happening, you know, right mm -hmm. now, we are nowhere near where people need to be thinking in order to break free of this or are we just content with parking people in pain mm -hmm. and leaving them there, um, labeling them and, you know, kind of walking away and, and maintaining this facade that there is normal people and there are addicted, broken people. It's all crap. We're all human. There isn't these levels. It, it, it's, it's such a facade. Um, so, you know, I, I've, since putting 
you know, just gaining it's each day, just more and more yeah. strength and more and more research that I just did, you know, just totally driven by curiosity to um, find answers that made sense to me mm-hmm. and um, put them in a way that was easy for people to understand and language that they could hold on to and, and take practical steps to regain that curiosity within themselves and find answers that make sense for them um, because I don't believe in magic pills and um, quick fixes. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's work that people have to do within themselves. But um, in order to, to do that, you have to be first met and seen as a human being and being able to be okay with that. Were you you doing all this while you were still in your addiction? Like, is that where you started? No, it really happened after. um, Okay. So I I spent time on me first. Okay. um, Before I decided to go public, you know, this, the journey of um, the beginning of the hope project happened about two years after my own recovery journey, or I actually call it, restoration um that's a good way to put it and, yeah i like that so i believe the term recovery is another label of keeping people separate um and so i i say you know i'm restored i i'm i'm as whole as the next person um because there's nothing that owns me now mm-hmm. you know i'm I'm in control of my mind. I am grateful for the experience of my struggle because it has given me a language to be able to communicate with others who are in pain and help them find their way back, you know. And I love that. Not, actually not find their way back. I correct myself, mm-hmm. move forward through it, grow through it. Exactly. I think you've got to be very careful about this, you know, because I, I spent 10 years trying to go back and trying to never, ever have walked into a club and never, ever playing a machine. But all that was doing was keeping me in the past. Mm-hmm. It wasn't helping me see what I'd learned and grown through and um, accumulated in order to move forward. And that's something I really try and help people to reframe because it, if we don't look at it like that, we stay trapped in regret. And do you think having that mentality now, that mindset that, has, that you've learned over this experience has, yes. has, been, has allowed you to succeed with your business? Yes. Essentially, yes. I know it's a, you know, it's a non-for-profit, and, yeah. um, but you know, in a sense, it's still a business. And has that kind of helped you? Well, it, it's funny you say that. I've just actually changed to become a social enterprise because um, the the nonprofit structure here in Australia. I don't know what it's you, like over you just, there, but oh yeah, I in a, over here it's probably way different than over there. So I probably shouldn't have assumed. No, no, it's it's um it, it just is a very um, big uh, logistical kind of nightmare as far as 
paperwork and okay. that kind of thing. Um, so it's just I just simplified it and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's about, well, helping me to help others and that is the, the focus of it. Um, it's, it's what it's always been. So people will reach out to me, communicate to me, um, you know, and I help connect them into services mm-hmm. and I help them with the resources that I've created myself to just kind of spark that curiosity um, within them as to know what's going on and also help them see their future differently. And you've recently, you've been work, you work with the UN, right? Can you yeah. explain that? That's not something you hear often. So that's definitely uh, something that caught my eye right away. How do, can you explain that and the, the meaning behind well, it? I was in the US actually um, doing some work with World Kindness and I got the opportunity to go um, to the UN. And when I was there, I met, uh, you know, was I learned about the Sustainable Development Goals. Mm-hmm. And so there are 17 goals that need to be achieved by 2030 so that our, you know, our planet can be sustainable and for me goal number three good health and well-being really stood out um and i you know have had conversations and went to do further training in toronto and i said you know if we don't get human sustainability right then the other the others won't shift it won't matter They they won't budge because right now the grip of overwhelm, whether it's um, taking the form of addiction, whether it's taking the form of mental health struggles, whatever that form it's taking, that overwhelmed feeling within us as human beings stops us from engaging with our purpose, with our passion, with um, you know our environment in a way that we need to, and helping people to recognise what that overwhelm is actually communicating to them Mm -hmm. and um, how to make those sustainable shifts within their world so that they can be awake and intentional is, um, is the key so that then you can see the environment that's around you. You can see um, the maltreatment of others and you can act because you're operating from a place that has, enough in reserves to to be of use and service to others. Um, but if you're trapped and drowning in your own stuff, you simply don't have the capacity to do more, to be more. And, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think uh, one more thing I, I kind of just I need to throw out there. It's definitely a taboo topic. And how do you feel being – and a female entrepreneur, you know, doing this whole thing while being a female. Cause right now, you know, it's a big debate, uh, whether or not, mm. you know, it's harder, it's easier. Uh, has it made it harder for you? I think this has been a hard road. Um, yeah, I think, I think I was naive in the beginning thinking it would be easier mm-hmm. and, um, that people would naturally, want to help and uh, you know on some level that has happened 
but on another level um, busting people out of the mindset of um, thinking about addiction in a different way is harder than I anticipated um, because there's, yeah, really deeply entrenched Mm -hmm. um, mindsets around it. But as far as entrepreneurism, it's, I think I, I found that men have a simpler path um, in this space. I, I think have, it's really have great. You seen, have you seen examples like that that you've encountered? Yes, but uh, yeah, I think they just still have a very um, big network mm-hmm. and 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 it's it seems simpler I, I could be wrong but uh, it, it just no no I mean for, speak please you know speak speak how you feel because it's definitely a big topic and you know what it doesn't matter where you are in the world I think mm-hmm. that it, obviously there's things being made being done and there's still, you know, things that need to be done as well. Uh, I'm fully supportive of, you know, of, of equality. And um, I, I'm just curious, you know, how, how, how for you, if you felt that, you know, it kind of got out of the way or because so, a lot of females have different points of view on this and some think it helped them. Some think it gave them that edge because, you know, they, they were able to be different. Um, so yeah. I think there's numerous ways. I think, yeah, it's, it it is an incredible time to be a female. Um, I think that there is really really exciting conversations and and opportunities for women. Um, so, you know, on that front, it's it's amazing. Um, I think there's still, you know, that competition more than collaboration, mm-hmm. and that that frustrates me at time. And, and I've experienced that both males and females, you know, in, in not, not committed to genuine collaboration, more, um, you know, carving out their own turf and, mm-hmm. um, and that, that saddens me um, because, yeah, I, I think I'm about big shift and, seeing communities thrive and building in resilience. So mm-hmm. that can't happen if people are worried about, you know, competition. You know, it, it just goes completely against everything that I'm trying to build. Yes. So it, it's it's been, I guess, when that presents itself, mm-hmm. it makes it clear, okay, you're you're not the right person to be dealing with and and I keep moving but it's um yeah it's 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 a frustrating space so imagine I I'm I'm grateful for the opportunities that um you know this new burst of being an entrepreneur has has created because I think it's given rise to people's individual creativity Mm -hmm. that I haven't enjoyed seeing is the you know let's capitalize at all costs and that yeah i i'm not i i don't like that 
and I I think it it's people don't realize it's a rabbit hole they're crawling down mm-hmm. as much as dragging others with them um, because they'll get to a point where they're not okay within themselves um, and that that is the breeding ground for addiction and mental health struggles you know if you're not wow. congruent that's with- that's crazy how you just did a full circle with that that's wow yeah wow. yeah well that's that's some that's very interesting stuff um i think you know definitely a lot to think about right there which how you how you said it um and yeah it, how you just made a full circle that's even uh crazier and, and it's scary right it's, mm. it's scary to think about it that way well, yeah, I, I know that the listeners will find all this very, very useful and helpful. And everybody that wants to follow uh, Kate Sasalja, be sure to check her out. Thehopeprojectnow.com at the Hope Project Now. Uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, anywhere, anywhere on social media on her website. And before, uh, without further ado, we're about to have our favorite, our listeners' favorite segment of the show. And that Welcome is to the round with no name because they're all taken. The lightning round, where you have five seconds to initiate an answer, and if you go over to five seconds, then there could be some repercussions. But hopefully, okay. hopefully, hopefully, we don't have to deal with my producer. He's usually lurking around, but hopefully, he doesn't <laughs> come out or anything, and and we're uh, we don't have to deal with him. But uh, without without further ado, I, are you are you ready? Are you ready for this moment? I'm ready. Bring okay. it. <laughs> Who has been or currently is your greatest mentor? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's your answer. I don't know. Okay, we'll oh take that. Gosh. We'll take that as an answer. That's it. We gotta go. <laughs> Who is your? Uh, what is your greatest book? Your favorite book? The Body Keeps the Score, Bessel van der Kolk. I'm not sure I've heard of that one. If you were oh, stranded on an yeah. island, what is the one item you want with you? My kids. I think that's actually a boss to boss first. Surprisingly, no one has had their kids, I think, before ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you win no word for best answer so far, I think, for that one. How do you feel about entrepreneurism? Do you think it's a fad? I think it is in elements a fad mm-hmm. that, that the cream will rise to the surface. Does that make sense? That's, that, that makes plenty of sense. How do you drink your coffee? White and two. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means with, <laughs> with no idea. Milk, milk and two sugars. Okay, I kind of I was thinking cream, but then I'm like, you got almond milk, you got coconut milk, you got yeah. goat's milk. I mean, it could be a lot of whites out there. Well, to be honest, I'm more a green tea girl. Um, but the if I do have a coffee, it's with milk and two sugars. Okay, I'll do a, a white and two next time. I okay, if I ever see you, I'll make sure to get you a coffee white and two. And they, they'll look at me just like I looked at you out here. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. How do you feel about white, about just socks with sandals? How do you feel about that? No, no. No? No. Okay. 
I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm the camera is pointed at my face right now and not at my feet. What is the one item, one item you want with you that, uh, or that you consume every day? It could be something you drink, you eat, you wear it. The one thing you just need it every single day and it makes you, you. Um, I'm a, I'm a makeup girl. I think I couldn't be okay if I didn't have my makeup. What is there like a specific brand that you're obsessed with no no just it's it's part of my you know showing up for me that that I you know just take that care, that time that care with me but it's not yeah I don't have okay okay amazing brands but yeah well next time if you want to promote a brand let us know <laughs> <laughs> and finally if you had a boatload of money right now you just stumbled upon uh, a jackpot and you can start up any business. You you are funded to start up any business you wanted right now and it could be anything, but it can't be what you're doing. What would it be? Mm. Um, an, an amazing school, like a new school system. Okay. Mm. I like that. That goes with your whole theme of teaching people yeah. early on. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well. Life school. What kind of school? Life school? Life school. Life school. Oh, I like that. I That goes, that, that you know, it just shows that you would still keep doing something you're doing right now, no matter how much money you had. And I think that's, that's very important right now. And I, it just shows that, you know, your mindset is there and you know what you want. You are in control. All right. Well, you're there. I'm here. We survived. My producer did not show up anywhere. I don't see him good. And uh, we made it. We made it through the round. Any, yes. uh, any question you want to elaborate on? Oh, no. I, I hope that I have provided some goodness for your listeners. You know, I think you're doing an incredible job. And, you know, encouraging people to think outside the box is so important. Um, firing up curiosity is is absolutely paramount. Thank you. Yeah, no, definitely you have provided so much value for everybody. Uh, you definitely took a different perspective because we, we were still able to tie everything in, like everything you went through. And now that you actually run your own business and you know you are such a leader and you know you're 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 here doing TED talks you're you're here TEDx talks and you're doing you know you're working with the UN and um you just you're playing such a vital role and it all kind of stems from the experiences you built so whether or not someone has bad experiences at work or just bad experiences working for a boss like you had many other situations and took it all and, and made it into who you are now and and I could see that. I could feel it just when you talk, like how 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 much how behind you are all these topics. And for everybody listening, be sure to check out thehopeprojectnow.com. Also on Instagram, the dot hope dot project on Instagram and Facebook. It's at the hope project now. Kate Sasalja, any closing words? The mic is yours. If there's anything else you want to mention, it's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, it, the pleasure has been mine, and you know just. 
for your listeners at home, growth, not shame. That's where the power is. I love that. Growth, not shame. That is, uh, that is amazing. That is very strong. Wow. Short and sweet and to the point. Perfect. I'm going to end it at that. It's been such a pleasure having you on. I can't wait to talk further and see what amazing things you're going to be doing in, in a year or two from now. Thank you so much for your support. Very grateful. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>